Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I want to talk to those of you who have had an overwhelming year, who are breathing a huge sigh of relief that summer is finally approaching, but maybe you can hardly even believe it because you still have so much to get through and you're just so overwhelmed. And I want to talk to you a little bit about um, just this common line of thinking that I think so many of us ascribe to, and it's this. It goes like this. If I want to be a good teacher, I have to put in the time. I've heard so many people say that. I don't know if you've said that, but it's a common thought in teaching. And here's the thing. There is totally an element of truth in that statement. Teaching is hard work. It requires prep and grading and creative thinking. And you can't simply expect to show up with no planning and no preparation and teach with excellence. I mean, maybe you know a teacher. I don't, can you picture a teacher right now? Maybe there's one at your school who tries to do that. You know, they show up with no prep work and they just wing it. They aren't prepared. They don't put in the time and their teaching suffers for it. And you feel bad for their students. So here's what happens. We see that teacher. We see them not putting in the effort they need to. And we double down we become even more sure, more convinced that we have to put in the time because we certainly do not want to be like that other teacher, right? We don't want to put our students through what they're putting our students, their students through. And so we think, I've got to put in the time. This is just confirmation that even though I'm running myself ragged, even though, you know, I'm hardly getting enough sleep, even though, you know, I don't have time for anything else, I've got to keep doing this because my students deserve it. But here's the thing. Is that really what putting in the time should look like? Should it look like staying up till midnight every night to finish our amazing lesson plans? Should we really be habitually spending half our Saturday correcting papers because our students need the feedback? Should we always be shortchanging our families because we have to fill in the blank with whatever it is for you? Must we constantly be working on school yet never feel and feel like we're getting like we're finally done? You know, we're always working but never feel done. I'm submitting to you that this cannot and is not right. We absolutely must work hard to serve our students, but we get into a lot of trouble when we don't have a healthy understanding of what putting in the time should actually look like. When we let put in the time turn into take over my life, or maybe even worse, when we find ourselves drowning in guilt and stress because we want to put in the time, but we just physically can't. So, Here's the truth. Are you ready? More time does not necessarily make you a better teacher. All right? Just because spending too little time makes you a bad teacher, and that there is truth to that, that doesn't mean spending oodles of time makes you a better and better teacher. At some point, it reverses, and spending too much time can actually harm your teaching. Stick with me. I'm going to explain what I mean. Let me ask you this. 
when you work insane hours, right? You you get to bed late or you, you know, work until the moment you go to bed. Do you walk into your classroom energized or exhausted? Are you rested, excited and composed, you know, equipped to teach with passion and calmly resolve whatever classroom or interpersonal issues come up? Or are you frazzled and on edge, wondering how on earth you're going to survive this day and it hasn't even started yet? Do you see where I'm going with this? Is that really what's best for your students? Are, we, we do all this for the students, right? But is that really what's best for them? Let's add on another layer, okay? What happens when all the time that you're devoting to teaching starts to take a toll on your other roles and relationships. I'm talking about the laundry is piling up, the sink hasn't been cleared of dishes in weeks, and you feel like a horrible wife or mother. What about when you don't have time to help your own kids with their homework or ask more than a cursory question about their day? What about when you're too exhausted to enjoy an evening with your spouse and you just can't imagine that changing anytime soon? When that starts to happen, or maybe that's already happening, how does that make you feel about teaching? Soon, I don't know if you've been here, but the job you dreamed about and loved starts to become something that you resent. You resent what it's taking away from your life and your family. And if you're anything like me, you still say you love it. It's not a lie. It's because you really do want to love it. You want to love teaching, but it just becomes too much. And you get to the point where you're not sure you can keep doing this. If that's happening, or if that if you let that happen, you're headed straight for burnout. And if something doesn't change, you may not even be a teacher in five years. Now, I want you to stop and let that soak in. Left unchecked, your desire to be a good teacher, to put in the time for your students, could actually lead you away from teaching altogether. And where does that leave your students? It's completely the opposite of what we wanted in the first place, right? So I submit to you again, spending too much time on teaching can actually harm your teaching. And that's not even it. Let's circle back. We can't gloss over something, this thing because it's extremely important. So aside from the damage to your demeanor and the very real danger of burnout and what that does to your students... We can't gloss over the fact that spending too much time on teaching can also have a devastating effect on your health, your relationships, your family, and your other God-given roles. Listen, your role as a teacher is vital. You have been called to an important task, a crucial mission. It's a God-given, amazing privilege and responsibility. But teaching is not the only role in your life that matters. There are other roles that are just as, if not more so, important than teaching. So we can't focus solely on putting in the time for our students and leave no room to put in the time for anything else, like our own kids, our our spouses, our you know other important relationships, our ministries at church, our time with God, our own health, and other things like this. Man, I mean, we could 
we could stay here and talk about this a while. I mean, we could talk. Uh, there's just so much else I could say. Uh, for sake of time, I won't. I won't say too much, except just to say that there is so much value, both personally and professionally, in having margin in our lives, um, in not letting ourselves be overworked and setting boundaries around our time. I am only scratching the surface of why this is so important, but I hope I've given you a few things to think about in this regard. So so I hope at this point you're starting to think, okay, maybe I shouldn't let teaching take over my life. But if you're thinking that, you're probably pushing right back And saying this, okay, Linda, I get that I shouldn't let teaching take over my life, but I have no choice. It really does take a ton of time to fill in the blank with whatever that is for you. And there's just no way I can be effective without it. I've heard, I've heard this so many different things. Teachers say this. A lot of times there's a specific thing that you're thinking of even, you know, it takes so much time to, um, write all these, you know, write out the remarks on my students' research papers, but I, I have to do it. Or, you know, I, it, I have to come up with all these ways to help kids remember things and I have to do it. It's worth staying up till midnight to do it or whatever it is for you or just there's just so much. I can't cut out any of this, right? That's what we do. We look at it and say there's all this stuff. I can't cut out any of it or at least I can't be effective unless I do all these things, right? Here's the thing. I totally hear you, but is there really no other way? Chances are there are other options, other ways to be just as effective, just as effective, if not more so, in less time. But in order to find them, you must do two things, okay? So if you want to find balance, if you want to have time for other things that matter, number one, you must make balance a priority, As long as we tell ourselves that we're doing what we have to, nothing will ever change, okay? But as soon as you decide that you cannot keep going at this pace, that you have to stop working such crazy hours, and that you must somehow make time for other roles, you unleash your creativity and things start to change. I'm going to tell you how in a second, but I just... Just want to emphasize this first. You have to choose that you can and you will. Let me just give a personal example, not from teaching, but just one that just came up within the past few weeks. And my husband used to work at a graphic design agency, and he just went out for lunch a couple weeks ago with one of his former coworkers. And every time he goes and has lunch with him, the story is the same. I, it's so crazy. I, I, I would just. I was at work for ten hours on Saturday. I'm staying there till eight o'clock every night. Like I, this is crazy. I have so much to do. And, and my husband's always like, well, you know, are are you passing work off to others? No, it takes too much work to pass it off to someone else. I just, I just got to do it myself. Like, well, have you have you told the boss that you're, you know, they need to hire someone else? No, I just, I just got to do it. And, 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 and it's so funny because from an outsider looking at it, I'm like you can't keep doing this. Like you're about like, he's headed straight to burnout. Um, I can totally see it. Um, but he can't see it in his mind. This is just what I have to do, right? Like I, this is what being a good employee looks like. It looks like putting in crazy hours, never taking my time off. Like 
Um, I know my family's suffering for it, but like, I, I just got to do what I got to do. You know, I'm like, I, I, I want to, I, you know, there's a chance he might be the boss someday. So he's like, I, I got to put in the time. Right. And, and here's the thing, as I look at that and t- in talking with my husband about this, he was saying he, my husband was listing thing after thing after thing. And I won't go into him here that he could do to alleviate his schedule. Um, but as long as he's saying, this is what I have to do, he won't find any of those. But the second, I, I, and I, I was saying, the second he would say, you know what? I've got to leave work by 6 or 6.30 every day. I can't come in on Saturday more than once a month. I just can't. Then once you decide that, then you start getting creative. You start finding ways to get things done in less time, to pass off work to other people, to eliminate tasks that are unnecessary, you you figure out what you need to do. And it is the same with teaching. I It really, really is. I'm not saying you're never going to take work home again, okay? I'm not, this is not like an unrealistic expectation. You're not saying, you know, I'm going from working 80 hours down to 40. You know, there was, um, there was a teacher just the other day that left a comment on one of my videos on YouTube where I talk about this. I talk about the importance of not letting teaching take over your life. And they said, you know, I'm, I'm a new teacher. I'm starting my first year next year. And I, I'm going to start off my career with this. I'm determined never to take any work home. And I thought, I'm, I'm glad that you realize balance is important, but that might not be realistic either. You know, your first, the first year is crazy. And, you know, I worked really hard and I only took home a few hours a week. But chances are you have to have realistic expectations too. So so I'm just saying that to say that I'm not telling you to um, make these crazy, dramatic things. But if what you're doing isn't working, if you're headed towards burnout, if these things I'm saying, you're realizing, oh, yes, that's me. If it's starting to take a toll, you've got to make changes and they can be real. They can be reasonable and realistic changes, but you have to make um, you have to make it a priority. You have to decide that it's important and you have to get clear in your mind on what that looks like for you. Every situation's different, but what would that look like for you? We're going to come back to that in a minute. So you have to, number one, choose that balance is a priority. Choose that you cannot keep doing what you're doing and things have to change. When that happens, as I said, you unleash your creativity because number two, second thing you have to do, so you have to stop saying, I can't, whatever, or I have to, whatever, and instead start asking, how can I? How can I? So for example, instead of saying, I cannot leave work by four, that's crazy, ask, how could I leave work by four? What would have to happen in order to make that a possibility? And when you start asking that question, you'll be amazed what you think of. Here's another example. Instead of saying, I have to write out time-consuming notes on each one of my students' essays, ask yourself, how could I give valuable feedback without taking tons of time? That last one is a personal example that when I was teaching writing, I was faced with that dilemma. I said, man, this is going to take forever to write notes on every paper. How can I give them feedback without taking a ton of time? And I came up with a great system, which I'll link to it in the notes for this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash 
time. But the point is that you start asking yourself, how can I make this work? And amazing things happen when you decide you cannot take forever on something and then ask yourself, how can I do a great job on this in a reasonable amount of time? I honestly believe that this is one of the keys to how I was able to teach effectively without taking much home. I was constantly asking myself these questions, and I came up with tons of time-saving ideas, ideas for how to handle late work, uh, how to handle absent requests, like I said, writing, all kinds of things. And I, I, like, I would always just ask myself, how can I do this without it taking too much time? And it's amazing just the creativity that question unleashed. And as I did that, it actually it freed up my time. This is so cool. It freed up my time and made it available to invest in the aspects of teaching that were important to me and that I wanted to devote my time to. You know, for example, it was important to me to give partial credit to students on math tests. If they got most of the problem right and just added two plus three and got four, I wanted to give them partial credit and not count the whole problem wrong. And so that was very time consuming. But I was able to do it because I find found ways to cut time in almost everywhere else. So that is the great thing about this process. When you determine to make balance a priority and you start seeking creative solutions to make it possible, you soon find yourself more in control of where you spend your time. And so you can choose to invest it in the things that matter to you, both personally and professionally. And it just, it gives you that choice of where and that intentional choice. And so you're using your time so much better than just feeling like it's being forced away from you or feeling like you don't have a choice because you just have to put in the time. So you can probably tell I get a bit fired up about this topic. It's just too important. And I see too many teachers weighed down and overwhelmed when they just don't have to be or or at least don't have you don't have to be as overwhelmed and stressed as you are. Teaching's I think always crazy, but it doesn't have to crush you. It doesn't have to take over your life. It doesn't have to be utterly overwhelming. You know, like I said, this topic has been something I just really I really feel feel for teachers like you if you're struggling with this like I feel for you so much. And for years, I wanted to find a way to help, and I just wasn't sure how. I wrote a few articles, and I feel like they were kind of helpful, but they didn't really capture the essence of, of like, how do you do this? Because, like I said, for me, I can ask the how can I question, and I can come up with solutions. But I know for some of you, that's harder than others. And so I really was wishing for a way that I could help, you know, help teachers figure this out. And I just kind of couldn't figure out how to put it into words, how to really explain it, how to make it practical for others. You know, I knew how it worked for me, but it was hard to figure out exactly, you know, how am I making this work? Until my friend Angela Watson, 
I was talking with her one day and she told me about a program that she was working on that was designed to teach teachers how to get everything done in a reasonable amount of time. And I immediately, when she told me this, I immediately knew this was going to be amazing. And I was like, oh, this will help with this thing that I've been wanting to help people with and I didn't know how to help them. I knew it was going to help teachers like you find workable solutions to all those how can I questions. It was going to create a framework to put teachers on the path to balance. And it was going to help free up time for the things that matter most. So needless to say, I was very excited. And I have to tell you, she did not disappoint. I have been part of this program pretty much since day one, and I've seen the results firsthand from teachers that are in the program. Thousands of teachers sharing their stories of how simple tweaks in their routine are making their lives so much easier of how they no longer lug home their overflowing teacher bag filled with work that they may or may not actually do, how much they tell how much time they're saving. And I'm talking real time, like cutting three, five, even 10 plus hours off their work week. Angela did a survey recently and the average reported time, part of the part of the program, she asked you to track how much time you're actually spending a week, which is eye-opening just in and of itself. And Track it at the beginning and track it at the end. And the average teacher reported 11 hours cut off their work week. 11 hours. And get this, not to be a less effective teacher, being more effective, spending less time. It is crazy amazing. I I absolutely am, love seeing the results of teachers taking this program. Um you may have heard of it. It is called the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek Club. But maybe in the past, you've blown it off thinking, 40 hours. Yeah, right. I could never work only 40 hours. That's, that's nuts. Well, first of all, I would say stop saying I can't. But perhaps more importantly, this program is not about the number 40. I will tell you from firsthand experience, Angela has agonized over whether that should even be the name of the club, but she <laughs> she says on her information page, calling it the find a reasonable amount of hours that will work for your teaching experience club just doesn't have the same ring to it. So <laughs> it's really not about working 40 hours. That number 40 is designed to take you aback and get you thinking. It's designed to help you think wait a minute, 40? Is that even possible? How many hours do I actually work? Should I be working that many hours? So so don't let that number 40 scare you off. It's not about 40 numbers per se. It's about stop realizing balance is important, realizing that you can't keep going at the crazy pace you are going, and choosing to make balance a priority. Choosing to ask, how can I? Some of you can ask, are, are good on your own. If you just do these two things, you you choose, this is going to be a priority, and you start asking, how can I? You will find amazing results. But if you're thinking, man, I could really use some help 
answering all those how can I questions. And and maybe I need to explore a little bit more. What does this actually look like? With And I need to do it with other teachers. And, and I really want some help and support on this journey. If that's you, I hope that you will join us this summer or depending when you're listening to this. Um, it typically opens twice a year in summer and then in January. But I hope you'll join us in the 40-hour teacher work week club. I am not going to talk any more about it here because I don't want to take your time. But if you're interested, um, head on over to teachfortheheart.com slash 40hourteacher and you can get all the details there. I'll also link to it in the notes at teachfortheheart.com slash time. And whether you join us or not, I hope you'll seriously consider what putting in the time looks like in your life and whether you've allowed it to get a bit out of whack. So please don't be bound by the guilt that says I have to. Don't be changed, chained by limiting beliefs that say I can't. You have to remember the stakes, determine to fight for balance, and start searching for the creative solutions that come from asking, how can I? If I had to sum it up, I would say, be excellent. Put in the time. But please, not too much. Let's pray. Father, thank you for each of these teachers. I pray that this... This podcast has been an encouragement and a help to them. I pray that they will take it in the um, in the way it is intended to be an encouragement to them, um, and that if they did, if they if they have been chained by this belief that they have to keep doing what they're doing, that that's the only way that they can be a good teacher. I pray that you will set them free from that. I pray that you will help them see your design and your plan for their life and how you want to work all their their roles together, how all the roles that you have given them um, should look like in their life. And I pray that you will help them find balance. I pray that they will seek you in this process. They will run to you and that you will help and encourage them in it. Um, Thank you so much for your great goodness to us. And I pray your strength as the teachers finish out this school year. And I pray rest, refreshment, and growth for them over the summer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. We went over just slightly today. Um, so I'm going to let you go here just a moment. I did want to let you know that um, I am I am partnering with Angela Watson to spread the word about the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek Club. So if you do end up enrolling after heading to teachfortheheart.com slash 40hourteacher, uh, then we, Teach for the Heart, does receive a percentage of your enrollment fee at absolutely no cost to you. So thank you for helping support Teach for the Heart in this way. And if for any reason that makes you uncomfortable, just Google 40-Hour Teacher. Also wanted to let you know that the program, depending on when you're listening to that, it actually isn't open yet. I'm telling you about it now because um, it's something to consider, something to pray about, something to talk to your spouse about and decide if you want to do it. And enrollment is opening up in June. So if you um, if you are saying, yes, I'm definitely interested, um, then you can put your name on the wait list and think and pray about it and then you can join it in June. So I didn't want that to throw you off. Thank you guys so much for being here. You can get all the notes and links once again at teachfortheheart.com slash time. And if, if you found this helpful, would you do me a huge favor and just share um, this podcast or the accompanying article at teachfortheheart.com slash time either with a friend or share it on Facebook. And that would be just awesome. I really 
I really want this message to get out to more teachers and just for more teachers that are chained by this um, to be set free from just those limiting beliefs in their lives. So thank you guys again so much. Um, I look forward to seeing you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.